You are listening to the NIHL Flyby with your hosts Matt Lindsay and Dave Ferrari, proudly supported by Skaters Network and Pride Tape. Welcome to episode 17. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Lindsay. And I'm Dave Ferrari. And another flat week in Hockey Davey. Again, COVID has struck for us, mate, in the New South Wales area. Games over the weekend had to be postponed yet again, um, including the AHL North Stars games where they were going to go doubleheader against the CBR Brave. So not a lot has been happening uh, in the, the hockey community, mate, but uh, we're still working away, um, planning our winter season of the NIHL, along with Learn to Play. Um, but yeah, how's your week been? Kind of just staying indoors, staying safe? Yeah, good, mate. Uh, 17, we are just flying through these. When I think number 17, I think uh, when I broke into the AIHL with the Melbourne Ice, I was handed the jersey number 17. I also think of uh, Gary Dore, number 17, all those years back for the North Stars, and most recently, Francis Franny Droulet. Um So they're number 17s, maybe. Yeah, look, COVID, it's hit again. Uh, we're actually very fortunate here in Newcastle. We can still go ice skating, but... Um, the rep hockey's on pause. I know I sure feel uh, at ease sitting next to you here because, matey, you've been uh, double jabbed. I have, mate. Um, got the Pfizer a couple of months back, so um, still making sure I wear a mask and adhere to all the rules, though, regardless of being vaccinated. Um, I've also taken the opportunity to start growing a bit of a moustache, mate, but kind of poor timing with uh, having to wear a mask. Not a lot of people have been able to see it, but I know you're pretty impressed so far. It's starting to be able to um, flick it up a little bit like the Monopoly man, um, working hard at it. It's been eight weeks now, but what are your thoughts on it so far? Mate, it, it, uh, yeah, it's going great. It looks like you've been at it um, for a long time, but I do think you've got to add a bit of Just For Men in there and darken it up a little bit so it's a bit more noticeable. Um, and I'm actually growing one to try catch up with you. Uh, I think I'm a few weeks behind, but no, nah, it's looking good, mate. I think the mask might be um, a bit of an incubator for it because I don't think I've ever seen your facial hair grow this well. So it could be a combination of that. Uh, it could be a combination of the uh, strong Wi-Fi you're getting now with the double jab. Who knows? But mate, let's move on. Let's talk about the winter season that was scheduled to start this weekend. It's been pushed back a week, but we still see the signups coming in and we're actually nearing uh, capacity now, which is excellent. Yeah, definitely. Um, Even though we've pushed it back a week, we're still getting very high numbers of registrations. Um, Everyone very keen to get going. Uh, We've had a lot of people write in asking when the Ross is going to be live, Davey. So when is that planned? Mate, by Monday next week, so what is that? That would be the 12th, if my math is correct. Um, thanks for confirming that, Matty, that my math is correct. Uh, yeah, rosters will be live by Monday. Um, a lot of new old players coming back into the fold. So we've got uh, Chris Jones, which everyone would know from Learn to Play. He's uh, donning the skates again, along with some of his buddies, you know, Jeff Maida, Nicky Hutchinson, Dave Goodwin. We've got Dan Williams back on the Bears, Chloe Kay going around again. We haven't seen her in a while. She's a phenomenal uh, player. So I'm very excited. Uh, looking forward to getting those online. Absolutely. Another name that we haven't seen in quite a while, I think he's been overseas, mate, is Tom Tebay. 
might ring a bell from about four or five years ago. Um, he was keen to get involved in the autumn season, but his equipment didn't arrive in the country until this week, mate. So he's let me know that his gear is here and he is ready to jump on ahead next weekend. So he, he's been playing overseas, has he? We, we might give Gary Doro the heads up here. Yeah, mate, he might be classified as an import. So we'll see if he's going to be uh, eligible for Div 4, but we'll just wait and see how he performs out there on the ice. Speaking of uh, players coming back in the country, great news this week that uh, you know one of our own, Jackson Rickford, uh, long-time NSA coach, um, long-time NIHL player, is back from his stint in Canada. He did about a year and a half over there. Uh, he's in quarantine right now in Sydney, and he's got about a week to go. So once he's out, he's going to be back on deck with Learn to Play, hopefully in the league. It'd be great to see Jackson again. Jackson actually played a few games with our Jack Roos when we were over there on the big league experience in 2020. Um, so welcome back, guys, and it's going to be good to see you out there for NIHL winter season. Now, mate, as for feedback, and if you don't mind, I feel like I'm driving the show this week, so I'm just going to roll with it. Um, jersey numbers. You know, we spoke about that last week. <laughs> you put your feet up there. I like it. Um, and a lot of great feedback as to, you know, what people um, did know, didn't know about numbers, kind of given an explanation of their numbers. You know, some people had no idea of, of some of the, the greats in the game that had worn numbers um, and, and just gone for their birthday. That was probably the biggest uh, feedback we got. People going for their, their birthday, the month, the year, whatever, which is probably the most common way to pick a number, which is excellent. Um, and some other stories of players playing for Australia, picking a number back then, um, inline hockey, uh, other sports. Anything to add on that, Matty? No, you've pretty much hit the nail on the head, mate. Some some even came in saying that after their favourite players, mate, even some in the AIHL, uh, like yourself or, or me. So very flattering and uh, very exciting to, to see that we're getting a lot of good um, feedback and, and back and forth with the community, the, the flyby community, mate. So glad to see that that's continuing on and, and we definitely welcome it every week after our podcast episodes come out just for some feedback and a lot of people enjoyed uh, the interview with Hamo last week, just getting a bit of insight into him um, as a person and a player. So we've got a bit of a list uh, gathering here of people that we're going to try reach out to and um, put into some future episodes. Davey, let's now move on. I'm going to take the driver's wheel again. I uh, didn't feel super comfortable with you uh, taking my position there. So I will take the reins and jump into one of our first segments of Pride Tape Sightings. As we mentioned at the top of the show, mate, no hockey locally here. Obviously, while we're um, in hibernation between NIHL seasons and obviously the rep season on hold because of COVID, uh, so no Pride Tape sightings on the ice again for this week. Um, but just want to give a big shout out and thanks to two people in particular who have gone on the website nsa-hockey.com shop and purchased some Pride Tape. And that is Adam Flannery and Joe Kitsky. So thank you to those two for being champions for change. And don't forget, everyone, you can still use the Flyby 30 discount for another couple of days here if you would like to get 30% off some Pride Tape. All right, Davey, we, as we mentioned, we did have a lot of great feedback through the week. Uh, and pretty much most of the feedback was regarding the Who Are You guessing game. Um, I did mention on last week's episode that it was probably a little bit too tricky, 
I think you've gone too far the other way this week where it was probably a bit too easy. So um, we had a bunch of people write into us guessing who the player was that we'll get to in a second, but want to shout out to a couple of people who were dead on the money. That was Rebecca Barnes for a second week straight, Sherry and Brandon McCormick, Sam Lynch and Shannon Bailey. So Davey, who was the player for our segment of... Yeah, mate, a lot of great guesses there. I think the uh, Luis Mendoza gave it away. Uh, John Eubern was a player wearing number 46 for the Outlaws. Uh, I would say if we had to have an entrant for the Red Bull crashed ice, if that was coming to Newcastle, hopefully one day it will, mate, um, it'd be John Eubern because uh, he is fast um, and rather out of control. So, Jai, hats off to you, mate. You have, your skating has come a long way. You're definitely more in control than you used to be, and that's not a shot at all. But um, when I see Jai going at top speed, he leaves it till the last second to apply the brakes. Um and it makes me a bit nervous sometimes. But. Mate, I'm sure you remember the first time we met Jai at Learn to Play. Um, he came up, signed up, did all the right things, got his information. And um, I don't think he had his own skates at that point. So put on the, the bluebells and went out to the skate the game section. And the first, first thing we saw was him going from the, as quick as he could from one side of the boards to the other. And he got about a meter out from the boards, toe-picked, and went face-first right into the wall, right in front of us, mate. And we were in shock, jaw-dropped, just absolute panic over us, thinking this guy's just absolutely killed himself. Um, but sure enough, Jai put his hands on the boards and pulled himself up and just gave us a bit of a smile and a wink, and away he went again. So from that point, we knew he was going to be a hockey player. Oh, I love it, Matty. I love it. And Jai, we love you, mate. We love seeing you, burn, seeing you burning around out there. And um, Jai is in for winter, so he will be burning out there once again. Now, for this week's... Born back in 1956, played almost 60 games in the NIHL for two goals, nine assists, played... His time between the Cavemen and the Outlaws, he's actually pulled on the Jackaroos jersey 12 times, uh, which is more than any other player, Matty. His nickname's Sherlock. He's a bit of a silverback, and you'll never find him, find him straying too far from Mr. Stephen Lindsay. So that is this week's... Davey, in some... NSA news in the local community, mate. We've got some exciting proposals coming up uh, that we wanted to share with the listeners. Obviously, Learn to Play is coming back from next Monday, the 12th of July, 5.45. We have made some modifications to the middle section of the ice, the Grow the Game section, which is for the kids 10 and under, where we're going to trial a a term of reducing that time slot to a 30-minute time slot due to some uh, parent and coach feedback just around trialing the kids' attention spans, keeping them engaged, wanting to come back week in, week out, um, on top of the Young Stars program that a lot of the kids are already active in. Um, So we're going to look at shortening that section a little bit, which will allow us to expand our bigger sections of skate and play the game, where we do have higher numbers. So we're going to be able to share the ice a little bit more with those two sections for for the last half an hour, sorry, of learn to play which is exciting but what is the proposed news mate yeah mate we've we've had to think outside the box uh covid strikes again and when life gives you lemons you have to make 
lemon butter, and I'm not sure if you've had it, Maddie. It's actually delicious on toast. Uh, not the healthiest thing for you, though, but it, I, I enjoy it. So we've had to think outside the box, and it actually falls in line with our focus this year, which is just creating new hockey players for life and growing the village, making this community even bigger. We are going to go to two learn-to-play sessions a week. We uh, Look, we're still ironing out the details, the exact day, the exact time, but uh, essentially we're doubling up our learn-to-play, giving players and parents another option so that we can capture more and more hockey players or t- more and more people, turn them into hockey players, uh, and we're really looking forward to it. We are really looking forward to it. So that combined with um, the tweak on the kids' session there, we really think we're going to be able to retain our players um, get more players in the game. And our biggest goal is keeping in the game for life. Hockey is for life. Hockey is for everyone. And community through hockey is our motto. Maddie, I think we're just a step closer to making Newcastle the blueprint of how to grow the game in Australia. Definitely, mate. Very exciting. Um, as you said, we're still nutting out the, the finer details, but we'll let everyone know as soon as that becomes available. Uh, I know we're also working with our partner, Skaters Network, to try streamline the the process of a new player getting equipment as easily and as cheaply as possible so very excited for a few things that are in the works here mate that's gonna as you said hopefully grow the game locally here in newcastle and make sure that division four can continue to grow and hopefully have four teams by summer comp that's right mate and speaking of gear i almost forgot um a few weeks back uh our very own well the community's very own shannon bailey uh, donated the three high-end bower sticks, wanted to give them away uh, to someone who could make use of them. And we passed those on last term in Learn to Play to three players. I'm yet to put the photos up on our socials, but I will do that today. Um, and they've got photos of those guys with the sticks in their hand. So thanks again to Shannon Bailey making those kids day and looking forward to watching those kids zip the puck around hopefully in the back of the net this upcoming season as all three of them are NIHLers Uh, also if you have any gear that you're not using please bring it down on a Monday night Um, we don't like to store the gear at the rink here we want to get it in our hands and into a new player's hands as quick as possible so if you have something that you want to donate just come down on a Monday Um, you can even give it to someone directly I can do that for you. I can uh, introduce the Peria so you can get that off your hands and into someone else's hands. Um, We found that was awesome last term. We were able to kit up a lot of people with some used equipment and it's just to pay it forward. When they get new equipment, they bring back their old stuff and it helps us uh, turn these people into hockey players um, quicker than ever. So please do that this term. If you have some gear sitting around just collecting dust at your place, uh, let it let it go to uh, someone who needs it so we can get more hockey players on the ice, Matty. Just like Anna, mate, let it go. Elsa. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> now, Davey, obviously the NHL winter is coming up very shortly here. We're going to look at doing our uh, season previews next week. Um, but just wanted to touch on the NHL jersey threads, mate. We... Did three teams over the autumn season that all look stellar out there on the ice. What is the latest with the next set of teams? Who are we looking at? Uh, have we got designs in place? What's the next steps? Yeah, mate. Um, I agree. They're looking sharp, and we just want to continue to uh, get the whole look lead looking better and better. So this year, we're going to target um, teams like the Division Two Outlaws, getting some new threads. 
the Division Three Sharks set to get new threads and possibly the gold miners still just working around with some designs. Um, and then I think we're, we're pretty much got every team covered uh, where all players are in the correct jersey and socks every game. So looking really good there. Okay, Davey, I think all the listeners know that we are huge advocates for segments as we tend to introduce them every couple of weeks, if not every week. Um, and we've been discussing this week of a new segment, mate, of Take Me Back. We're going to look at some games dating back to possibly as old as 2014 when our league first started. And we're going to have a chat about potentially something quite memorable where we're just going to, guess, I guess, take a trip down memory lane, mate, and see what uh, comes of it, what we can recall from back then. And maybe some of the listeners will also remember those sort of times. So let's jump into now, Take Me Back. Take me back. To the sweet times, the nights. Everything is gonna be alright. Alright, Maddie, uh, on this trip down memory lane, we're gonna go all the way back to the 12th of October 2014. Uh, the venue was a Hunter Ice Skating Stadium. The grade was NIHL Division 2. If you remember, Division 3 didn't even exist back then. Uh, this game was refereed under the watchful eye of Peter Payne and Adam Ray. I don't know if you remember Adam Ray, Matty, but uh, played a bit of East Coast, Division One in-house, and I believe has moved back to Canberra to uh, continue his career in law. The Greenhawks were taking on the Bundy Bears, and uh, it was a tie, mate, 2-2. Greenhawks goals coming to Josh Thompson, not much has changed, and Chris Lamb. Uh, now, Chris Lamb, a bit of a story with Chris Lamb, and I'm by no means laughing at Chris Lamb, but when Chris Lamb came, I think he moved from Sydney to Newcastle, he was doing a bit of a skate out here to drop in, and boy, did he catch Maddie's eye. Maddie thought this guy was going to be ready for Div 1. He was actually considering bringing it to Gary Doro's attention because he thought he might be a North Star. Maddie was just blown away by Chris's skill. I said, look, just pump the brakes, mate. Chris looks like a competent player, but I think he'd probably fit in Div 2 quite well. Maddie just thought I was out of my mind. So who was right, who was wrong, who will know? But because, he, mate, he netted the game-tying goal in this one. Steve Bishop assisted both the goals uh, for the Greenhawks. For the Bundy Bears, it was Daniel Hunt finding the back of the net with an assist from Lucy Bourne and Jared Kershaw getting their second goal on the power play. John F. Kennedy actually coaching the Bundy Bears in this game. And uh, the goalies were, I'm telling you, Matty, we used some old sheets back then, so it was a little different to uh, find. But Camille Mitchell, uh, a lot of people will remember Camille for the Greenhawks. And it would have been Darren Wade for the the. Bundy Bear, sorry, Darren Wade, their regular goalie, not playing that game. Tim Waterson was in the net. Um, other players that you may or may not remember, Jimmy Wilson, Greenhawk, Matty. I'm not sure if you remember Jimmy. Uh, Ian Todd, Daniel Mulvaney, Anthony Attard. And for the Bundy Bears, Garrison Brooks. I think he still comes to some drop-ins. Mitchell Perrin, Jamie Speld, and none other than... Daniel's brother, Aaron Hunt. So the Hunt brothers, I wonder what they're up to these days. Mate, talk about taking me back. Um, you've given me a bit of PTSD there mentioning Chris Lamb's name, only because during that drop-in, Chris 
absolutely embarrassed me. Went straight through my legs with the puck, went down and buried. Um, I think it was on Brad Lindsley at the time, and I just turned to you and I said, mate, if this guy can burn me, he's got to be good enough for our team. And, um, you know, sure enough, he he did fit in re- really well with uh, the Greenhawks in Div 2. Um, I'd have to look at his stats for that season, actually, and to see how many points he got because he was pretty electric. Um, but, yeah, I, I guess um, it was a bit premature of me and, and maybe wasn't my best game in that drop-in. It's all right, mate. We've all had uh, poor scouting efforts, none other than myself. Other players that are coming to mind. First of all, this game was scored by the lovely Roz Mitchison, our, uh, the first scorer ever in the NIHL, and uh, done just a whack of games over the years for us. I love and miss you, Roz. Um, other players, mate, that just aren't around anymore, but Ashley Murray, Matthew Portis, Ethan Sharkey was quite the player for the Greenhawks as well. So, yeah, a lot of players still kicking these days which is great to see but um but a lot of other players that uh, will hopefully come back to the game one day when they're ready and mate uh that was all right mate we are now jumping into our final segment for the week uh we discussed this one just before Starting the podcast today, I want to dive a little bit deeper and put it on air for the listeners. So let's jump in now to Dave's Question Corner. All right, Davey, we won't dive too deep into the results of the Stanley Cup final game five game that we were watching today, but um, you brought up an interesting point in game four that occurred um, regarding a stick in the spokes. So I'm going to hand it over to you to bring up the scenario and lead the discussion. Yeah, mate. Um, yeah, look, the play was Montreal were coming up the ice and uh, Corey Perry was the head man. They went to pass the puck to Perry on the far blue. It was just out of his reach. However, he couldn't quite get into full reach because one of the Lightning's players, I believe it was Headman's, stick was um had actually gone through the middle of his tuck of the holder on his skate so perry couldn't quite get fully stretched to receive that puck and it went for icing perry continued on headman let go of his stick and the stick was caught up in that tuck on perry's skate so perry glided on one foot actually demonstrating some excellent edge control and balance um, into the zone around until he shook his foot enough that the stick came free after the whistle the whistle for icing. And there was no penalty on the play. However, I do think, and a lot of people think, that uh, it did impede Perry's ability to stretch and receive that puck. So thinking about it, if Perry goes down there, I would think it's a for sure penalty, uh, tripping. But Perry doesn't, uh, which to me, you know, I'd like to see the referees call a trip there or a penalty, and we'll get into that, because I don't want to players to ever think that they have to exaggerate a call or dive in order to get the call. So if the call's there, I think the refs have got to call it. However, can it really be tripping because he didn't he didn't fall over, he didn't get tripped up, even though it did impede his progress? So no, I don't think it can be tripping because he wasn't actually tripped up. However, he was interfered with. So in my eyes, I think that could be a penalty for in- and should have been a penalty probably for interference. However, I'm not sure if that does meet the criteria of interference being a stick in the spokes there, like you said, or right through the skate holder. So 
an interesting one, one that I'm going to have a chat with uh, with the referees in our league a little bit, just get their opinion on it. But another a good one for you guys to chew on as well. And just if you did see that play, what were you thinking at the time? Did you think it should have been a penalty? Do you think the referees made the right call by not calling a penalty? Do you think Perry should have gone down and, and um, kind of fully stretched out for that puck, knowing that he probably was going to fall because that stick was uh, skate? Sorry, stick stick was in the skates. Um, let us know. But there's just something to chew on. Uh, I don't know the answer, but but my opinion is definitely that uh, there was a penalty there and it should have been called. Yeah, very interesting indeed, mate. I, I think I agree with you where I think there should have been a penalty, but for what, I'm not sure. Um, I know Perry's been pinged a couple of times for embellishments. So that probably went through his head as well. He probably didn't want to just dive down there and try to get a tripping call just in case it did result in embellishment. But looking forward to hearing the listeners' opinions on that one. Um, now... Going into next week, mate, um, we're back on the ice, thankfully. Got our Senior 1 practice coming back on Monday. I think it'll have been three weeks since uh, we skated last, so I know I need to get the rust off the skates um, and try trim down this body a little bit again before we back into the rep season. Um, I'm sure a lot of NI players out there are keen to get the rust off their skates as well. Not too long now, just one more week to go. Um, as mentioned, we'll get the rosters out next Monday and then do a bit of a pre-season preview um, leading up to the weekend of the, the rosters and our kind of predictions for the winter comp. Um, but is there anything you want to add to the, the pod before we wrap up for the week, mate? Uh, thanks, Matty. Yeah, look, really looking forward to getting out there. Looking forward to getting our Learn to Play back going this Monday night. So like I said, come down, um, pass on some gear, or just come down and hang out, talk to the new hockey players. Uh, we look forward to seeing everyone on the ice next week. And just remember, like always, get in touch with us. Feedback, criticism, we'll take it all. Uh, we want to hear from you, and we hope to see you all next week. All right, guys, that'll do it. Thanks again for listening and we'll chat to you next week.